Welcome into Locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked on Podcast Network. Every single day, if it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, it's a big deal to us, and we are going to talk about it. My name is Jay Kyle Mann, and I think, I guess I could go ahead and just say it. Do you think so? Is it okay for me to say of the ringer? Of the Don, uh, of the Don, yeah, not the Don <laughs> anymore. The, I can't even get it right. The ringer. This guy, and I'm joined, I'm going to roast you after this. You know that, right? Like, I have to roast you, right? It's pretty much how we start. That's our, that's our like, strategic opening for episodes now, right? Right. You, okay. Yeah, Kyle Tucker of The Athletic joins me. That's the tired and weary voice you hear on the other <laughs> end of the line. I keep texting Kyle, and I'm like, hey, you want to do the show? Hey, you want to do the show? It really wasn't that bad. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> but, but I did, but I, I, I fell keep, asleep. He doesn't answer. He goes, sorry, I fell asleep. That's how I imagined him answering. the. Yeah, so, no, I sympathize. Kyle uh, works hard. He's got two twins. Two twins. That's a funny one there. Uh, no, he's got- <laughs> Excuse me, correction. I have three twins. <laughs> they just they just don't feel you, like twins to me. Don't you don't you don't you insult my third twin? Yeah. So Kyle Kyle runs himself ragged and lives a run, and then has to to do a full time job too. So it's uh, it's a lot of work and uh, you know and I, I drink all the time. So, and he's you know. just an alcoholic <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, yeah, today, um, as you can imagine, today was UK Media Day, so we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that, um, and we're just going to kind of let it go where it will, because there's a lot of different sort of random things. It's an organic event, and Kyle uh, uncovered a lot of different tidbits. Um, I was kinda, I was telling Kyle... <laughs> I, I always uncover the tidbits. You do. Can't leave, can't leave them covered. You are on it. You are just on one. Yeah. Well, you should go back to sleep, old man. Jeez. So... So anyway, yeah, I was going to tell Kyle uh, yesterday, I was telling him this story that uh, I went, it was late at night and sometimes I find myself working on uh, this or that. What are you going to admit to here? No, no. Sometimes I find myself working late at night and I'm thinking it'd be nice to just go and I've, you know, I've sat at home all day and I'm like, it'd be nice to go to a coffee shop, but there, it'll be like 11 PM or 10 PM or something. And I'll be like, well, there are no coffee shops open at that point. So last night I just went to my friends on a, on a bar over here in Louisville and, uh, they have a little patio and I went and, uh, you know, just set up shop. There wasn't anybody on the patio, but as I walked out, there was there was a group of guys, probably like four ish, I think. I think there were four, and they were sitting up on this elevated area on the other side, and it was pretty dark. But so just me and them, and uh, I sit down, put my headphones in, set the laptop up. It's fairly dark, so once I turn the flip the laptop up, it's like obvious I have a laptop, you know, and it's like light shining on my face. But I didn't turn my music on at first, and I was just listening, and I noticed that the guys across the way are, like, openly talking about me. Like, I can hear oh, them. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, it, like, uh, not they don't know who I am or anything like that. It's just, like, I'm sitting there and not, like, specifically, like, Kyle, man, what a loser. It was, like, they're, <laughs> one of the guys, and they, they'd been drinking, I could tell, but one of the guys was, like, uh, 
was just like, who? He was like, oh, I'm just going to bring my laptop to the bar. Like, just mocking me. And this really? Boy. Yeah. And like, uh, he's like, I want everybody to see me because I got my laptop and I'm working at not late at night. Oh, look at me. Just this went on for wow. a long time. And I was just sitting there smiling like, wow. <laughs> so a few moments later, it get this gets better. A few moments later, this guy is, uh, he must just have uh, a big mouth. So he keeps talking. And then he just starts openly talking about his man problems. Uh, and if you know what Ooh. I mean, I'm not going to go into super specific, but, uh, you know, medications he has to take for that. And uh, we've, uh, just, we've, had, we've had a few advertisements on this here podcast to help uh, help folks with those. Yeah, my dad alerted me to that. Uh, he let me know about that. <laughs> but, so, Son, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Anyway, so this this guy just keeps going on and on, just proclaiming his ED issues to this to this patio and stuff. And I'm just like, I cannot stop just like laughing to myself. Like, if there had been just an audio recording, it was great. It would have been amazing. But as they as they left, and this is an, this is the difference between me now and me ten years ago. Ten years ago, I would have like been. And like made a scene said something you know and be like hey you know f you buddy this time as they were walking out there was enough light that they could see me and uh i just looked at them and just kind of smiled like i le- i kind of leaned back and crossed my arms and i like gr- just had this crap eating grin on my face <laughs> and, like like i didn't say anything it was just like yeah i heard everything you said you total uh, dipshit so that was something that happened to me last night and uh I, yeah anyway so uh, social interactions that's going to be my segue social interactions uh kyle you went around and you were you were mingling with some people getting to know some people it's uk media day it's a circus uh describe the scene what was it like down there boots on the ground yeah it was uh, it was everything you could ever dream for it to be uh, <laughs> 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 oh that was so uh, <laughs> You couldn't get a more candid response than that. Yeah, it was just... It was, uh, it was a miracle, miracle, miracle of human interaction. Uh, it was awful. I'll be honest. I, you know, Whoa, it, he's going uh, for it. No, I mean it's not awful. It's just it's it's not the most uh, it's not the most productive way to like get to know these guys. It's just such a cluster of people. There's so many people, and there's so many people that. Uh, I, I'm not really Careful. sure who they are. I'm not, no, no, I'm just not sure who they are. You know, like you see them like once a year, and uh, you know, everybody's trying to get like a like kind of, and I don't fault people for this. I've tried to do it myself, but like everybody's trying to get like a playful interaction out of these guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, these guys were not really having a lot of it, oh. <laughs> you know, like, um. From, from then, moment then, one, or do you think it's no, just like by no, moment think, 100, they're over? Yeah, I mean, it's just like, because you, you, the the way it works is Cal does his thing for like 45 minutes an hour, and he was on his talking points. At one point, I, I just straight up called him out on on uh, filibustering. He, I mean, he I heard about it. this. My, my <laughs> ESPN 680 guys told me this. They said, yeah, <laughs> Kyle Tucker, <laughs> let, just, yeah. He just went on and on and on with like a, like a several things that he has said verbatim. I mean, verbatim. I mean, he can almost quote himself. Um, on and 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 on about like NCA and the future and let's not forget about education. I mean, stuff he said so many times, and he like 
he finished his answer and he's like, is this thing over yet? To Eric, uh, the SID, when he finished. <laughs> he it, really yeah. said I, that? Yeah, he, he's like, so is this thing done now? I was like, no, but that was a really good filibuster. And he just kind of looked at me and laughed because he like knew exactly what he was doing, just killing the hour by saying nothing. Um, so <laughs> it was, uh, there, there was that, there was, uh, I, yeah, I might as well say this cause I thought it was so ridiculous. There was a person who asked Calipari if Tyrese Maxey's smile is intoxicating to him because <laughs> oh, quote unquote, it is intoxicating to me. <laughs> I just, Oh, somebody that was, in love. That, that was, that was the uh, skin crawlingest question of the day. Uh, you know, I don't know. The whole the whole uh, exercise is a little bit. Um, Do you want to tuck uh, ever blast right now? Is are no, you? Uh, no, I don't want to blast anybody. No, I don't want to blast anybody. I don't want to blast anybody. But it just media day is such a weird thing. Um, and do you think it's antiquated a little bit? Yeah, it is. I mean, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, to me. Uh, I mean, you just don't learn. You don't learn very much about these guys when there are when there's just a horde of people around. Them. So anyway, I was explaining sort of the logistics. So Cal talks at the podium. There's like I told I think on yesterday's episode, there's a hundred people plus there. Uh, I think people brought family members. Suppose <laughs> you know it was I don't know what was going on there. But uh, then the players are in the practice gym after Calipari, and they sit in chairs spread out all around the gym. So the Excuse me, the whole roster is there. Um, but again, there's, you know, I don't know, 100, 150 people in there trying to talk to them. And so even, like, I, I really tried hard to avoid the herd and kind of go to the players that had the fewest people around them. But there was not, there was never a person I talked to, I don't think, that had fewer than four or five other reporters there. Mm. That was the smallest, you know, crowd. And a lot of times, like the Tyrese Maxey, you know, some of the star players, there was really hardly a point at any time during that open session where there weren't, you know, 15 people around them. Uh, and so it's tough. It's tough to like really dig in and get to know them at, on any level. Cause everybody's trying to fire their clever questions in um, me included. I'm, I'm part of that, but um, you know, it's like a quiz session. Yeah. And, and, and it's just so like um, disjointed that I don't think it allows for anybody to like kind of get comfortable and relax. And those guys know it's not like you and me are sitting down for an interview or even you and me and two or three other reporters are sitting down to have a conversation. It's like, they are these like exhibits, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, sitting, they sit up in those director's chair and we're all gathered around them and it's a specific event media day. And I'm sure there's essentially a marching order of like, don't say anything stupid. And so the freshmen in particular are on guard um yeah and i wonder all I wonder of what was of. what would be said today because some of this stuff that gets said today gets picked up you know at the end of the year at some some broadcast crew that hasn't done a uk game you can tell they're fumbling for a little nugget to say on the air about ashton Hagens, and they say oh ashton Hagens said he prefers to listen to biggie in the car you know, stuff <laughs> yeah. like that that's kind of yeah. the, the, the yeah. extent of it it seems like yeah yeah there's not it's just not like breaking a whole lot of whole lot of ground but but there were a few things and we can talk about those do we need to take a break because we've spent well, all this time uh, kyle i was 
I was going to say, you know, you seem a little, you seem a little out of it. And I think uh, maybe you need to go see your friends at Grassroots Pharmacy because they are a locally owned independent pharmacy looking to change your idea of what a pharmacy is supposed to be. Were you, were you aware of that? Were you? I was. You know I, I, those are my, those are my buddies. Uh, they're my friends. I get green smoothies there about every other morning and uh, all my prescription needs. I need to get refill on the CBD oil to get my brain functioning again. Yeah. Well, their pharmacists, this is something that they're known for. They know that there's nothing more important than your family's well-being. So they're going to, you know, it's it's a really personal relationship. They're going to take the time to get to know you and explain your medication, answer any questions that you might have. And they accept most insurance plans, including Medicare. So they can cater to a lot of different uh, setups there. And they're, they're located at 2304 Sir Barton Way in Hamburg Pavilion. I've been there it's a clean, welcoming, comfortable place, uh, and that is at the four-way stop next to the Best Buy on the parking lot side where Regal Cinema is, and they're going to be open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, Saturday, 10 to 3. Website is grassrootspharmacy.com. Phone number is 859-263-1382. There was, there was some uh, you know interesting things said. Well, I, with Cal, like I, I said, he did a lot of kind of filibustering and trying not to say much, but he talked about some personnel uh, stuff and, and a couple things. Again, he mentioned just what a pure shooter Johnny Juzang is. And I think I keep hearing that, not just from Cal, but just everyone that talks about what they've seen from him. I think that's huge. Um, and I he thought said, I heard Ashton say that Dante Allen has been a really impressive shooter. Well, that's that's actually a, a, another thing that I've heard a lot all summer too. He like that he and and Johnny are the two kind of pure pure three point shooters. Dante Allen's a really good scorer. I mean, uh, I talked to him today. That, I guess that's one one piece of news. Uh, Cal basically said he's not still not practicing with the team, and he might still be a month away. Mm. Uh, to me, that feels like he's going to redshirt. That seems like the smartest thing to do. Then I went and talked to Dante, and he said he doesn't really want to redshirt, but he also said, if I'm not ready, I'm not going to rush it. This is a long-term, not a short-term play, and right. I came here to develop. So I don't think he'll be happy, but I think he'll accept it if it comes down to that. And to me, that just it makes sense for, for him to do that. But Calipari about Juzang said, you know, every time the nice thing about him is every time Johnny shoots it, everybody thinks it's going in. You know, he said, we've had shooters and we've had makers here. You obviously want the makers and, uh, you know, Johnny is, Johnny is a maker. Um, that was one. And then the other is just like Cal kept going out of his way to, to praise, um, Emmanuel quickly. And he's been doing it, you know, even previous to this. Um, and a lot of teammates talking about just how much better, how much more confident, um, Emmanuel and I told you was. I had a dream too. <clears throat> yeah. Right. You, you, I have a dream. What was your dream? Well, I just had a dream that quickly had a breakout year. I don't know. Uh, there wasn't. I don't have really specific dreams, but I, I did have a dream that he was uh, the second best player on the team. That was wow. Yeah, quite yeah. a dream. Anyway, <laughs> it's back to it's reality. Kinda, <laughs> it's a uh, it's a it's a nice uh, it's a nice luxury though when you think about. I mean, think about the four guys that they have coming back as, as sophomores or juniors, all five-star slash McDonald's All-Americans. And they would have all been McDonald's All-Americans except for Hagen's reclassified. Mm-hmm. So, but all those guys coming back were McDonald's All-Americans plus Nate uh, added in. I mean, that's that's a nice five-man group uh, coming back. I mean, most programs, if you had a Emmanuel quickly, the number I think was ranked like the number three point guard in the country coming out, 
coming back as a sophomore after playing significant minutes. I think he played like 17, 18 minutes a game last year. He started out as your starting point guard, started a few games, ends up shooting 38% from three in SEC play, hit two big three-pointers in a Sweet 16 game that mm-hmm. you know was a close game. To have that coming back in most places, I mean, that would be like the storyline of the team. Uh, but at Kentucky, you know, he gets lost behind Ashton Hagen's coming back and the question marks about can the two big guys that are coming back be good enough and then the hype about all the freshmen uh, quickly really falls, easily falls back. But I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's content to let that happen this year. I talked to him today and he said, you know, um, that that last year, he definitely um, he sort of uh, acquiesced <laughs> to the other guys, and that this mm-hmm. year he's not going to do that. That he's going to be really assertive, um, you know, and he's just got a different frame of mind. And I think all his teammates talked about him, and so I, that to me, the quickly piece of it really kind of jumped out that people are really high on him. They have two like two guys we expect to be excellent: Ashton Hagens and Tyrese Maxey, and if Emmanuel quickly and Johnny Juzang are as much attention as they're getting this preseason from the coaches or, or uh, praise. If they're really good too, that's a, you know, to have four guys in your backcourt that are good to great is I think a huge luxury. It's especially a luxury in postseason play. I mean, the teams that win titles have great backcourts have really, really good guard play. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. It's, it's, you know, you got you got a variety of types of guys. You know, you got Mac. I was talking about on the radio today that Maxi is sort of, uh, you know, that just fill it up gets you. He's probably closer to Fox than stylistically. You know, I don't think he's quite as long or as or maybe not quite as explosive. But uh, in terms of what he brings, you know, that transition pressure and uh, athleticism and quickness and just keeps coming. And then you got, you know, Ashton, great on ball defender. Should be a good finisher. Uh, I'd like to see Ashton get a little more of a floater game. Then you got quickly can shoot the ball, stretch some. Juzang can stretch some. Uh, I don't know. It, it it is a nice variety. Um, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how much they can create for each other. That's something that I'm really curious about. You know, because um, yeah. something we talk a lot about is you know you don't really get good shots without that kind of creation off the off the bounce. But I think Maxi. I'm interested to see how Maxi develops in that sense this year. Um, yeah, as a so. as a playmaker, as a creator for others. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's going to be interesting too to see him um, in some like dribble handoff type situations. Um, uh, yeah, somebody was asking me today about uh, EJ Montgomery as sort of a pick and roll. Yeah, dribble handoffs with EJ could opens up some interesting possibilities. For sure. Yeah, if EJ can become a you know a more proficient screener, I think that that's, that's definitely something that could happen. But, uh, I, yeah. I noticed, you know, just a eyeball test today being like actually right in front of him. We've seen pictures, but EJ definitely is <laughs> a different looking dude. Physically. He is really, really, really filled out. Uh, he said he's gained 15 pounds. Looked like even more to me. Um, but he's you know, more broad shouldered. Um, I think, I think a lot of those, um, a lot of the things that we didn't see from him last year, just some of the confidence to play that physical style will come with feeling like he's got the body for it now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be interesting. Uh, seems like all the big guys got either, like in EJ's case, got bigger, and then in Nick and, and Nate's case, just like tried to get themselves leaned down and really able to get out and run and in great shape. 
Yeah, I, something that was interesting that I heard uh, Nate say was he was talking about how he had had surgery and, and that uh, his lateral mobility was kind of something that had bothered him. Is, did, were you there when he was talking about that? You know what I'm talking no, about? No, I wasn't. Uh-uh. Uh, well, he just said that uh, that was that was something that he had he had had surgery. I I I'd missed the part where he had sur- he had knee surgery. Oh, did I that happen know. back in the summer? Uh, I feel like I think I think no, he had a knee surgery like while he was uh, at Bucknell, I believe. He had the foot uh, issue where he was in a boot for a while this summer, spring and summer. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think I don't think he had a knee surgery this summer. Um, but yeah, I mean that's. Those um, those were kind of the things that like jumped off the or jumped out of the interviews to me. Yeah. Um, and then there's a couple more. I guess we can. Uh, yeah, we got to take one more, more pause break. And, yeah. and 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 finish up with. I think one thing that I think is like if you want something to be really excited about in terms of how like whether this team will be fun to watch, uh, will be this last item. Oh, yeah, cool. Well, let's take one more break and let's hear about what Kyle has in store for us. We've sort of mentioned this before, but uh, Keon Brooks, apparently, and uh, Khalil Whitney are mega dunkers. (laughs) Uh, That was a a big, big topic today. Uh, Their teammates just saying, like, some of their teammates were just uh, like agape as they were trying to describe how athletic both those guys are. Their kind of raw athleticism and, and especially how they get off the floor. Um, and I, I think we mentioned before, those two guys apparently play basically play horse with dunks uh, every day and kind of challenge each other to uh, one-up each other in, in dunking the basketball. Um, and, uh, you know, several guys were basically saying like, I'm telling you, like none of us really realized Keon Brooks was this bouncy, but and he's like a really sneaky, good, really sneaky, athletic guy. But he is uh, going to blow some people away, um, and that just kept coming up. So mm-hmm. if you if you want something to be excited, and then also Cal Perry re- referred to him in saying like that he can play some four earlier uh, in the press conference. You know, said he was six nine. Uh, and and he's listed at six seven. I think in high school he was listed six six. <laughs> Kentucky listed six seven. Cal's calling him six nine. I asked Brooks what his real height is, and he said probably about six eight and a half. But if that's if if that's true, I mean if he's if he's like in the six eight six nine range mm-hmm. uh, with some of the skills that he has, and apparently crazy leaping ability, and it looks like I don't know what his wingspan is, but it looks like he's he's a guy you can tell has a a plus wingspan. Uh, so that puts him, you know, probably approaching seven feet. Then he's a really intriguing prospect. Um, totally. Especially as a guy that can play on the wing, but also play the four for them. Um, I, I'm, I'm starting to lean towards him being like the, the true X factor on this team. Um, I think I think him and uh, yeah I mean I think him and Whitney together how how well they play could could make a big difference you know in sort of the same way that uh, I'm just reminded of kind of the impact that Winion Gabriel had you know whenever right. Winion would play well that that team those two teams would would play well um, yeah I mean I, I think I think both I think Keon in, in particular is kind of in this in the mold a little bit of of. Uh, Maybe when a Winion Gabriel, just mm-hmm. physically, although probably more more athletic, more bouncy. Yeah. Um, 
But that I think those two guys really do kind of hold the keys. And then that was another thing. People talked a lot about Keon, or sorry, Khalil Whitney just being like a monster just in terms of his competitiveness. Like he's trying to just like bury people. Keon yeah. Brooks said like, you know, practices are great because we're against each other. And then Brooks said, if I don't show up, then he's just trying to tear me apart. Well, that's <laughs> and, good. You uh, need, you need some of that for sure. Yeah. So, um, I think I thought, I certainly thought there was a lot, you know, if you're a Kentucky fan, you're trying to get excited about this group. There are a lot of things, um, just basketball wise. Like I said, I, I don't think today was a great, it's not the great for, format to, fully bring the personality out of these guys and really learn their stories or take the time to get to know them. But if you're just asking basketball questions and I tried to kind of focus on that, um, there, there were some revealing things for sure. Uh, I have a piece coming in on the athletic by the time everybody's listening to this on Wednesday morning, it'll be published uh, basically one big question. And it's, uh, starts with, I ask Cal sort of what is the one thing you need to know about your team that you don't yet? Uh, so what's the one big question for the team? But then also breaks out into what is the one big question for each of the 10 scholarship players uh, and sort of outline what that question is and then talk to the players and Calipari about kind of how they think that gets answered this year. Um, so hope, hopefully people will check that out at The Athletic and I'll have a bunch more stuff coming out of this. I tried to gather what I could um, and we'll uh, we'll see what, what comes of it but uh could you preview any of the questions like could you give us one like from the oh yeah i mean i can i can tell you some of the questions um you know for khalil whitney it was will he take care of the ball because um if he's gonna especially if he's gonna play on the wing if 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 the guy who slides to the four is brooks and and whitney is almost exclusively a wing or at least most of the time a wing you know he's gonna have to have the ball in his hand some away from the basket and that Great things have not always happened when that for him. In yeah, that case. he can be erratic. He can definitely um, kind of him and Precious Achua kind of have that in common. They can do just yeah. spectacular stuff, but then also they can be a little off the rails with the I ball. Mean, he averaged four turnovers a game in nineteen games on the Nike circuit. Um, you know that's that's a big number, mm-hmm. and you know especially for a guy that's not playing point guard. You know, like that's yeah. not all. That's probably not a lot of touches relative to the that amount of turnovers i wish i had better data to like but even just that simple number alone almost four turnovers a game is just tells you that's an issue and i talked to him about that today and that's been a big focus obviously a a big big focus and i think too it'll be about how they they'll have to know that and you and yes they want him to improve the handles and the decision making but also I think you you similar to Nick Richards, like focus on your strengths, like do the things. What they told Alex Poythers all the time, you're Cal Perry loves to say you're a play finisher, not a play starter. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. like finish at the rim. Don't you know take off and drive and spin and wildly throw the ball into wherever. Oh my um, God, Alex Poythers' forays to the rim were like <laughs> unbelievable, just uh, bouts of calamity. Like he. His spin. Anytime he spun, it was just bad. It was just yeah. always going to be bad. That poor guy. Every time he dribbled, I was like, "No." Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think Whitney. Whitney seems like a guy who's just sort of like, just still getting comfortable in his frame because he's just so athletic. He plays basketball like somebody, 
I don't know how long he's been playing, but he he see, he plays like an athlete that's learning to play. Still, you know, he doesn't yeah. have like that that tightness in his in his ball skills, and uh, he does his decision making doesn't always seem like there's there's uh, there's a lot of latency in his in his uh, decision making. By that, I just mean yeah. uh, he's he's a little off sometimes. Yeah. yeah, he'll he'll frustrate the fans at times. I think he'll frustrate Cal at times, and I don't know, but I can't speak for the fans, but I know for Cal. A lot of that will be forgiven because he will never stop playing hard, you know, and mm-hmm. he'll he'll bring sort of the intensity that Cal Perry is addicted to. Like if you if you're super athletic and long and play hard as you can play and and really defend, uh Cal Perry will forgive you a lot of mistakes. Um and so uh, you know, I, I think there'll be some give and take with Khalil Whitney, but he's gonna be a really important sort of driver of this team. Um I think I, one one thing I was going to mention to you, just as a as a basketball nerd, uh, that you'll like about Johnny Juzang is that he used the word gravity today, talking oh, about yeah. uh, his importance to Kentucky's team. That like, uh, you know, he brings some gravity to the to the. He absolutely uh, does. You know, to the roster, to the to the spacing of the floor. He knows that he's important. He, he, he like he understands where how he fits. Um, and why he's important, but he also talked about, and that was, that was the, you know, speaking of some of the questions, the one for Johnny, the one big question for Johnny is, uh, will he be more than a shooter? And I I say in the piece, you know, if that sounds familiar, it's the same question that Tyler hero had to answer over and over and over last season. Um, and he did answer it and that's how he turned himself into a, a lottery pick. And, and Johnny knows that, He's got to make better decisions as a passer when he's driving, and he's worked on that. And he knows, especially, even though his shooting will be valued, that on a Cal Perry team, the way you stay on the floor is, is defense, and he's got to be way, way better at that than he was in high school. Totally, yeah. And you know, if you're a guy like Juzang, how you attack closeouts, how you how you manipulate that gravity that you create is crucial because if you just want to shoot threes and you don't want to do anything else you can really really get the defense in flux you know if you're if you're a really good shooter you go go watch somebody like Steph Curry he just you know the slightest little thing and he can get the whole <laughs> the whole defense shifting but hero hero was better at that than I thought that he would be but uh we could launch into a whole thing about that we can talk about Tyler hero as the season starts up for the NBA and whatnot but anyway we're gonna wrap up and uh, we'll be back at you tomorrow I assume we probably should talk a little football tomorrow um, yeah. and uh yeah follow me on Twitter at J Kyle man Follow Kyle at Kyle Tucker underscore ATH. Subscribe to The Athletic. Subscribe to The Ringer's YouTube channel for me. Do that for me if you would. And uh, drop us a note. Say hey. Leave us a review. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. You are Locked on Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked on Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.